Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I am a man of constant sorrow. I seen troubles on my way. Is that the lyrics? I don't think so. What's up, jeans? Dude, I'm so pissed. I did this, that Wednesday interview. Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Blah, blah, fucking John. I did the Wednesday interview with Molly Kornfeld, and then my audio was scratchy. Hers was fine. She wasn't even using a microphone. Her audio was way better. That drives me insane. I'm the one that set up the equipment. I mean, I have the equipment. It's my podcast is what I mean to say. <clears throat> Molly was kind enough to do the pod. And now, like, my audio is scratchy, and hers is fine. So that, so then, you know, it's the next night. I, I go to test out the equipment to see if I need to get a new cord. It's fucking fine. What the fuck went wrong? I don't understand. I need to make this podcast grow exponentially so that I can get a producer and someone that knows what the fuck they're doing. Anywho, anywho, is there anything worse than the week after New Year's Day? But also, there's something great about it. I was talking to my friend Julio Gallarotti about this. It's like, it sucks, obviously, because you've got all this fun time off for the holidays. And now it's like, back to the grind. All right, fuck you, dude. Just go work. No one gives a shit about your fucking Christmas cookies. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's a chance to like resume a healthy lifestyle, <laughs> not just have a low grade headache for two weeks in a row. I, I know that if people don't drink, then they don't have any, uh, you know, then this doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you are a boozer, you know, or a weekend boozer like me, it sucks to go from party, 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 party. It's like you can only party for so long before your body's like, stop doing this. We don't like this. You're not feeling any better. It's just making you tired. You know, you got to space out the fucking booze sitch, kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, honey, I don't think you need to give people advice on whether or not they need to drink. Okay. Okay. Just do your little podcast and then come eat my pussy. (laughs) Dude, I just watched uh, Jimmy Carr's special on Netflix. Dude, fucking great. The guy just pulls no punches, says a bunch of offensive shit, interacts with hecklers in the crowd, funny on the spot. Like the guy's a true pro. And then I watched uh, Netflix, the stand-up season three. Some were good. Some were bad. I'm not going to call people by name. I guess it's not nice to do on a you know public forum. But like, ugh, the difference in someone, the difference in, in like quality of stand-up of someone that's been doing it for like someone like Jimmy Carr. I imagine he's been doing it for at least like 20 years versus someone who's like much younger. Like it's just there's no way to replace time and experience. You know, that's that's one of the great things about stand-up. You can't cut the line. Like when I first moved up to New York, the owner of Broadway Comedy Club, Al Martin, he would have these like informational sessions and we would sit down in the showroom at Broadway Comedy Club and he would give advice. And he talked about this one uh, rich dude who I think lived in Atlantic City. And this guy was like a wealthy executive and he wanted to do stand up and he would take a helicopter from AC to New York like every weekend and do stand up. But he wasn't just because you have money and a helicopter and access to get places quickly doesn't mean that you're going to get good at stand-up comedy. Like, there's really no way to get better except for just putting yourself through a, an 11-year emotional grind and then sitting by yourself on a Tuesday watching a shitball game, talking into a microphone as part of your overall journey to become a good stand-up. And Danny, what, 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 have you, honey, what you doing there? What was that? What was that little, that little self diatribe there? That wasn't good, hun. Just, just read the feedback. All right, honey, babe. All right, baby, I'll read the feedback. Uh, people have been very nice to me. I, you know, it's funny because my stand-up gets no feedback. But then when I do the podcast, people text me and give me feedback. So what does that tell you? Give up on stand-up, Danny. Just do the pod. <laughs> um, 
I think my, uh, yeah, my friend Haley, she said, I really appreciate you and your amazing podcast. Thank you, Haley. It really inspires me to think about funny things and learn about cool topics. Music, space, obituaries, Danny's life, and Southern Girlfriend. That's my cousin, by the way. Oh, honey, I don't want you hitting on my, my cousin, Haley, okay? Now you leave my, you leave that baby girl alone down there in Nashville. You with me, okay? If you're going to look at anybody's titties at night, it's just going to be mine. Don't look at Haley's. That's none of your business. Sorry I talked about your body, Haley. Oh, Haley. Uh, dude, the next Haley's comment comes in like, I don't know, like 2050 or some shit. Whatever it is, whenever it comes, it's going to be when I'm 86 or 85, I think. So I think I'm just going to wait for that thing. Look up at it. Look at it up in the sky. I'm sure it'll be disappointing. Just like a, you know, a slightly brighter star. And then just, and then just, uh, you know, gun in the mouth. (laughs) I was reading this article today. It was interesting about, um, like making a living will. What a fun comedy topic. And I think it was this doctor and she was talking about how when people create living wills, they think, Oh, when I'm in X condition, like I've been intubated, um, or I've had a tracheotomy that at that point I won't want to live any longer. But then she had a patient that had a tracheotomy. And when she was able to communicate again, she said, I don't want to die. Even though she expressed earlier in her living will that she did want to die if she was under those circumstances. So then it's like, fuck, because don't you always like put pressure on yourself to make a living will? You're like, Oh, don't be a dick to your family, dude. Don't put them through those excruciating decisions. But what if you make a living will and then when the time comes, you want to change your mind. What's the point of the living? Well, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I just do it. As soon as I get anything more than a mild cold over the age of 65, I'm just going to... It's the old flatline sitch, kid. I wasn't even planning on recording the Fun Friday pod tonight. I was just sitting here watching TV. <laughs> I was watching that, that Jimmy Carr special. And I was like, well, if my fucking cord, mic cord, is fucked up, and then that means that I need to order a new mic cord so I can record before Friday to get the fun Friday pot out. So I at least need to check to make sure the bike cord isn't fucked up and it's not fucked up. But now that I've checked it, I've just started doing the pod. So there you go. Knock it out on a Tuesday. And then on Wednesday or Thursday, you can just try to find other things to do. Does anybody want to do anything the first week of January, dude? I always feel like I'm, I'm missing out on stand up. Like I should be like networking at the clubs on a fucking Wednesday at 7.30 PM. It's like, do I really want to do that? Also, it feels weird to go try to like, hang out and schmooze at comedy clubs when like COVID is running rampant in the first week of January here. It's like, is it really going to help your career to to be a visible presence in a comedy club? Or is it just going to stress people out that you're there? <laughs> like if you don't have a spot, don't, why are you here, dude? Um, my friend Rolo, Raul Kalimlim down there in where you, where do you live? Rolo? Yeah. Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. No, wait, <laughs> he's in Savannah. That's right. Pooler, not even Savannah pooler. Wow. Cool, dude. Way to almost live in a cool town. Um, I just insulted him, and now he's doing something nice for me. So it started my twenty, starting my twenty twenty two with a jog in Danny's pod, dude. What better way to start your year than just to listen to me chirping in your ear while you're running around? Good job, dude. Good job. Work that heart rate up, and then work that dick. <laughs> One piece of uh, feedback that Rolo gave me is that I called people that live in Costa Rica Ticos, and he was like, "Are we sure that Tico refers to both?" males and females because the o is usually masculine and the a is feminine i looked it up you can say tico for both men and women males and females whatever so there you have it but you can also say tika but i don't want to say tika i say tico 
Um, but he said he would give me the benefit of the doubt on that. I do wish you would have talked about the James Webb Space Telescope. Dude, that thing is fucking crazy. Yet again, I'm too lazy to re- finish reading that article about it. But basically, oh, no, you know what? As of, I think, like, the day that this is released, the James Webb Telescope will have an unfurled its fucking things. You know, like its mirrors or whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah, here. I have it right here. It's on my fucking calendar. I don't know if you guys have done this. You can sync up your phone calendar to events in space. You can have, um, well, one of the major newspapers. I don't like to talk about the names of publications because I don't want people thinking I'm conservative or liberal because who gives a fuck? I just like information. You know what I'm saying? But you can get your um, the spa- events in space synced up to your iPhone calendar. I recommend it. It's cool. It's in this little pink font. And you can be like, oh, it's fucking January 7th. And this, and think about your life and shit. And then you're like, wait, what's going on in space, dude? That's more lit. I want to read about that. Um, so it says that successfully launching the James Webb Space Telescope was only the start. The space-based observ- space-based space-based the space-based observatory must carefully unfold in space to expose its sun shield and begin using its telescope. A lot can go wrong as it completes the, this process. If the spacecraft achieves its intended timeline, an important milestone occurs 18 days after the launch when it completes unfolding its mirror wings and is considered fully deployed. Ooh, the J- James Webb is fully erect. Ooh, I'm so wet. Read more about the James Webb Space Telescope here. Um, so hopefully on Friday, this thing will have its mirrors fully... Or sorry, it's, yeah, its mirror wings fully unfolded. That's lit, dude. And I think there's like 400 more, you know, mechanical uh, events. Events? I don't know. Things that have to happen before it's fully ready to go. But like... Dude, we're making good progress, which is a very lit sign. I highly recommend that. Dude, what if the James Webb Space Telescope does have a dick? It's like, dude, that telescope's hard. That's perverted. <laughs> anyway, um, someone else said to me, I'm behind on your podcast. I got sick. Oh, my friend Katie. Now, she's the one that lives in Charleston. That's right. I, apparently, I have a lot of Southern listeners. She said, I'm, I'm behind on your podcast. I got sick, and then I moved to a new place in blank town in Charleston. I don't want to blow up your spot, Katie. Um, I'm listening to the episode where the guy is trashing standing for the national anthem. And she has the emoji with the face palm. He should lay off the drugs a bit. <laughs> She's talking about Peter James Fowler, my uh, comic buddy. The next time you have him on, you should have a drinking game. Each time he says, dude, take a shot. Katie, I can assure you, I'm going to read this. I- I'm just going to text this feedback directly to Peter and be like, look, you little shit. Stop saying dude so much. Yeah. And he did. He brought up like talking like the you know, the standing there in the anthem, um, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And I'm like, dude, why, why do we, it's two, two white dudes should not be holding court on race relations issues on a podcast. I, just, I, no, 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 no. That's not what the Danny Palmer show is all about. The Danny Palmer show is about the James Webb space telescope having a boner. Okay. That's the content I'm focused on anyway. Oh, I was watching, um, the new, I love taping New Year's Eve telecasts. That's the right term, right? Broadcast, not telecast. Uh, I watched the Ryan Seacrest one. I watched, um, I'm like halfway through the Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson one. And the opening song that, that, that they did was hilarious. And then one comment they had is that 2022 should be the best year of the past three. The bar is pretty low. <laughs> dude, that's so true. But a part of me was like, dude, why did everybody say 2021 sucked? I thought it was better than 2020. Oh, Danny, could it be because more people died of COVID in 2021? Maybe that's a small factor, you selfish piece of shit. 
It's funny. A lot of times, like early in the week, like Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I'll work all day. Then I'll go to the gym. And then I'll like watch the news, watch Jeopardy, eat dinner by myself, sitting here staring ahead. And then from like 9 to 11, I'm just kind of mopey. I'm like, man, I should be doing something. I should get a girlfriend. I should go to a comedy club. And, you know, I don't want to go drinking during the week. But, you know, I'm like, I should do something else. And then I'm like, maybe I should record my podcast. And I'm like, I don't want to record my podcast. I want to watch TV. And then sometimes when I do record my podcast, then I have a lot more energy and I'm more like happy about life. It's like, Danny, stop being a fucking lazy piece of shit and be productive. Oh, and then my friend Raul, Raul Rolo said that he went for a jog and listened to my podcast. And then my friend Clay, quote unquote friend, said pretty sure that starting new year with a Danny podcast leads to meth and ramen. <laughs> Maybe that'd be a good album title, meth and ramen. I mean, if you're on meth, you probably don't eat candy. I don't know if ramen's going to be the move, but I get it. I get it because you don't have the finances, the budget to afford better food because you're on meth. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, dude. What's that thing about, you know, that you're not supposed to say Macbeth in a theater? It's like bad luck. It's like, what? How could that possibly like, dude, there's no such thing as luck. That's just dumb. You could. I mean, if you got like fucking who's the greatest theater actor of all time? like Lawrence Olivier or something? Was he only movies? <laughs> you could get, you know, Lawrence Olivier to shout Macbeth 16 times on a theater and then his performance would absolutely annihilate. God damn it, I should know better. I should know theater actors better. Who's the greatest Broadway theater actor of all time? I don't know. Barbara Streisand? Is that something? Nothing? I don't know what to do. I'm not very smart. I'm kind of smart, but only about certain things and definitely not that. <laughs> oh, one of the... Uh, New Year's Eve broadcast I watched one of the uh, announcers said that tonight is will be socially distant but spiritually bonding a socially distant but spiritually bonding moment I kind of love that you know you can still find ways to bond even if you're dealing with external constraints or external sad things that prevent people from gathering or anything that, that could be a metaphor for anything socially distant could be you could you know put um, you know broke your leg last week but you can still bond with people spiritually despite the trails and tavoils tavoils danny good lord dude I, I kept talking there for like 20 seconds but it was going nowhere dude i just hit stop like sometimes in the fun friday pod if i if i notice like i'm trailing off or like I, what i'm saying is not coherent i just hit stop and then like erase it <laughs> i'm like dude nobody needs to hear that danny um one of the things i read recently there's some article about like um, you know, ways to improve your life and things that you can do to make yourself more happy or something like that. And one of the ideas was to take stock of your life once a week, once a week, once a week, once a week seems too frequent. Although maybe it's a good idea. Like, how would you even do that? You just wake up on Sunday and you're like, all right, how am I doing in my overall life goals and my, uh, you know, sense of accomplishment in my life every week? Every fucking week. Maybe it's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to start doing that. You guys start doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Every week, I'll just give you ideas. You go do the ideas. And if they improve your life, let me know. And I'll be like, nice, dude. And then I'll do, I won't do them. Because I, I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> Have you guys seen this movie, Being the Ricardos? I want to see it. Apparently, it was directed by uh, Aaron Sorkin. It came out last month. Whoops. Missed that. And uh, Nicole Kidman plays Lucille Ball. And Javier Bardem plays... Desi, her husband. So apparently Aaron Sorkin met with Lucille Ball's daughter, Lucy, to talk to her about her mother and how, you know, how to portray her in the best way or whatever. 
And uh, Lucille Ball's daughter told Aaron Sorkin to take the gloves off in his biopic about her famous mother, saying she wasn't an easy woman. Um, and so Sorkin had lunch with the her kids before he began shooting the movie, which pretty, you know, I tip my cap to him on that. It's a pretty respectful move, you know, instead of being like, oh, I'm just going to do a tell-all biography of your dead mom. What are you going to do about it? She's dead. What are you going to You can't come after me. Like, no, let's go talk. Um, Aaron Sorkin said, we all had lunch together. And she said to me, I know my mother wasn't an easy woman. Take the gloves off. In other words, you can go for it. Jesus. So apparently this movie revolves around a production week and I Love Lucy, the iconic 1950s sitcom which starred Ball and her real-life husband, Desi Arnaz. They had a tumultuous off-screen relationship. They got divorced in 1960. Desi Arnaz passed away in 1986. Lucia Ball died in what year? Everybody knows this, right? 1989. Um, her daughter told this magazine, they were fighting all the time. Their divorce was horrible. And then there was the alcoholism. I had preferred those things had never been there. We didn't have any abuse, but we did go through some pretty hard stuff. And that's why my parents didn't stay together. So her daughter is now 70 years old, said she saw the movie. It's fucking amazing, she declared. Sorkin captured an essence of that time in my parents' lives so well. He captured the heart of my mother, my father, their relationship. She also praised Kidman's performance, saying she became my mother's soul. She crawled into her head. She cared very deeply about this part, and it shows. Dude, that's just fascinating to me, that you can make a movie so good that the person's actual daughter says it's great and an accurate portrayal, when I seriously doubt that Aaron Sorkin ever met Lucille Ball. I mean, if they ever did, maybe it was like once or twice. I'm sure it was a superficial level conversation or two. Like, I I doubt he was like, you know, a fly in the wall observing the the dynamic of their marriage and its dissolution. Like, that's, uh, that's that's pretty goddamn impressive, dude. Aaron Sorkin's the man. Did you guys watch that uh, Steve Jobs movie he did? The, the dialogue with Aaron Sorkin shit, it's just like, dude, can you guys slow down a little bit? You're talking way too fast. I don't think people really talk like that. That is one of the critiques I have of Aaron Sorkin. It's like, come on. Like, it's clearly written, condensed, or um, not condensed, written, dense, back and forth, repartee. Like, I, I'm sure that some people can't have that level of intense dialogue, but, you know. This life isn't the West Wing. You know what I mean? Like, dude, chill out. Like, with this fucking dialogue. Danny, what are you... Honey, are you making fun of Aaron Sorkin? He's one of the greatest directors alive. What are you doing? You're a little corporate recruiter? You can't even get people to pay you for your stand-up? And you're making fun of Aaron Sorkin's dense <laughs> dialogue, you dumb motherfucker? Now come eat my pussy. Milk and cookies. Want some milk and cookies? Apparently, some people were mad that Nicole Kidman got cast as Lucille Ball, saying Deborah Messing would have been a better choice. I mean, how the fuck do you know? I mean, I love Deborah Messing, but I think Nicole Kidman is the more serious, you know, film actor overall. You know, do you know how old Nicole Kidman is, guys? Do you know how old? Take a guess. She is. That's right, fifty-four. Apparently, she's going to get an Oscar nomination for this movie. Um, one of the reviewers said she very well may break your heart, demanding the viewer sympathy. And a Best Actress nomination may seem almost certainly in the cards for her. She embodied the essence of Lucille Ball, especially in her mannerisms during the rehearsals and filming of episodes. Did I want to see that? I like Nicole Kidman. She's cool. Have you guys seen that one movie? Um, I think my asshole neighbor just came home. I'm trying to be quiet. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. I'm allowed to talk. You're allowed to talk in your own apartment at 11.25 p.m. It's not against the fucking rules, dude. <clears throat> what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, Eyes Wide Shut? Some Nicole Kidman movie? God damn it. That, that thought is gone. Just just leave it alone, Danny. I love when movie reviewers are so like uh, melodramatic. 
this Collider's Perry Nemiroff reviewed the movie and said, being the Ricardos left me in a puddle of tears. A puddle of tears. Can you imagine like going to a movie and it's like, maybe it's sad or whatever, but you're like kind of, you know, managing your emotions. You're keeping your shit together and you turn to your right and there's just a movie reviewer just losing it. Like, dude, come on, get it together, dude. We're in public. (laughs) What a beautiful and deeply moving behind the scenes look at the pressures and complexities involved in making that show highs, lows and everything in between. Nicole Kidman is incredible. Yeah. So that's the end of that review. I don't really have anything else to add. So, you know, just go see that movie. I got, I want to see it. Fuck. I want to see it now. God damn it. I mean, you want to see something and you haven't seen it yet. And then you have to like these days, like, how do you go find it? Now I got to go into Google and type in being the Ricardos and then figure out where to see it. And like, I don't even have Apple TV anymore because I lost my little fucking box. My Apple TV box lost that in the move. That's gone forever. How do you get Apple TV? If you lose that little box, you gotta go to the store and buy another one. Can you get Apple TV like on the internet now or through your cable box? I don't fucking no idea. No idea. Honey, you made it to 20 minutes, okay? I think you've provided people with some decent content for the first fun Friday pot of the year. At least this one ain't scratchy like your fucking Wednesday interview with Molly Cornfeld, you fucking dick. That, now, you, now you wasted Molly's time. Molly's a nice girl, sweet, funny, smart. And now your audio is scratchy and people are going to be less likely to want to listen to her episode because your dumbass can't get a mic cord. Hey, my mic cord is fine, dude, okay? I'll have Molly back on if she'll do it. Who knows? All right. Thank you for listening to the Fun Friday Pod. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Send me a note. No one ever does. Come out to Black Cat this Friday. Every Friday, we'll just spread Omicron. Everybody's gonna be dead anyways at some point. Who cares? Just, just go out. Don't wear a mask. Like unvaccinate yourself. <laughs> what if the anti-vax movement <laughs> figured out this technology to unvaccinate people? Like, unvaccinate yourself, dude. Don't be a fucking dick, dude. Take away the vax. All right, Danny. That's uh. I'm not sure that qualifies as content, pal. Let's just, let's call it a, let's call it a G. Thank you for listening. You fucking Jones. Next week will be more fun too. Okay. Welcome to 2022. It's an even year. I feel like even years are overall better than odd years. I can't really put my finger on why, but just, it seems calmer, you know, like when it hit 2022 at midnight, I was like, oh, nice. Three twos. (laughs) I can roll with three twos. Hey, and this podcast is stopping at 22 minutes for the first fun Friday pod of 2022. And then next year, when we're past episode 300, I'll stop the first fun Friday episode of 2023 at 23 minutes and so on and so forth until I'm dead in 2025. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening.